Behind every success story, there is a long line of triumphs and defeats that remain hidden from others. These stories get condensed into journeys that minimize the struggle and wrap up with a happy ending. But we know that's not how life works. That's where From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay comes in. On today's show, you'll hear honest conversations about the challenges that Mark's guest faced and how they overcame adversity. Now, here is your host, Mark Azoulay. Welcome back to From the Ashes. I'm your host, Mark Azoulay. I'm sitting here with Susan Bratton, a uh, intimacy expert to millions. I'm really excited to have her on the show. She's you know, started a supplement company around sexual health. She's done a lot of sex education, teaching, workshops, writing. You are a juggernaut in the field, Susan. I am honored to have you. Welcome. <laughs> hey, Mark. Thank you so much for allowing me to tell my ashes to victory story, because I honestly think I, I, I ain't nothing special, uh, but I am certainly relatable because I think my story of almost losing my marriage because of the sexual issues is one that is extremely relatable to so many people. I think most people, in all honesty, are not having the kind of intimacy and sensuality and sexuality in their relationship that they hope to have, that they wish for, that they seek secretly crave or that they don't even know what they want. They just know what they're getting isn't it. And I want to talk about how every person can take their sex life bull by the horns and really turn it into something that's enriching and nourishing and feeds and fuels their creativity and their lust for life and their passion and their feeling of power and confidence. Because our sexuality can really nurture us if we can kind of get ahead of it instead of be behind it. Yeah, I think it is such a common story, something that I see in my office, in my friends group, and, and even with myself personally, right? There can be something that's always missing. And I, I love that you are just out there being vocal, breaking the stigma, letting people talk about sex and sexuality. It's, it's really great work. Thank you. Yeah, I, um, I'm a Leo by nature. Not that I know that much about horoscopes, but I'm a Leo. And I have always felt that I am lion-hearted. And I feel that my superpower is courage. And it's always been since I was a little tiny girl that I have been able to have the empathy to read the room, to read the sentiment of what's in people's hearts, not what they're saying, but what they're feeling, and stand up and speak for them. And I think that's probably because I was a, a very young child of an divorced parents, and I had to go back and forth between two entirely wildly different households, and I had to learn to read the room, and it really honed my skills of understanding what's in people's hearts and how I can stand up for them. So being an intimacy expert, being kind of an out there in the world intimacy expert, I don't do any one-on-one -on -one like you do. I really, I run that publishing company and teach passionate lovemaking techniques. And I always say my job is to transform having sex into making love. That what I do is I help people find the heart-connected, surrendered to pleasure, sensual, really just like loving, sexy experience with each other. Yeah, that's fantastic. So let's start with the story, right? When yeah. did the journey start for you? Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to ask a different question because I'm yeah. curious what your early experiences with sex and sexuality were, right? Right. Well, that's, adulthood. 
<laughs> right. We could start with, okay, you were 40 something years old and you had two gin martinis on your anniversary. And you said to your husband, we've been married for 11 years and we're friends, but we're not lovers. And this is no good. And what are we going to do? Are we going to break up our marriage and ruin our little girl's life and uh, fall by the wayside? Like we see all our friends doing well, I could start there, but the story, as you know, as a psychotherapist starts way, way back, mm -hmm. long before that. And really what happened was I had had sex with my husband for 11 years and I never had an orgasm from intercourse. And uh, Dr. Lori Mintz, who did a wonderful TED talk called The, the Orgasm Gap the difference between how easy it is for men to have an orgasm from intercourse and how difficult it is for women. That's the gap. That was what my problem was. You can only have sex with a male bodied partner without your own satisfaction for so long before you give up and you don't want to do it anymore. And I didn't want to have sex with my husband, but it happened long before the fact that I didn't have orgasms from intercourse. And what I know now is that all orgasms are learned skills and people like I did back then thought, well, maybe I'm just not the kind of woman who can have an orgasm from intercourse. Mm -hmm. And my husband was like, well, maybe she's not, but when you have sex with someone, intercourse with someone for over a decade and you never have satisfaction, you just don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, they talk about the seven year itch in marriage. I think that's because she's not having orgasms from intercourse, right? <laughs> why doesn't she want to be with him anymore? Why is he cheating on her? Because that's why. So what was the problem and why is it so difficult? I think the first reason is that we think we're supposed to automatically be able to do it and we don't get the education required to learn how. And so then we think we just can't and then we give up and then our partner gives up and then we don't have good sex and then we get disconnected intimately and then we become friends and then there's no intimacy in the marriage and then the zest in life dies and then the relationship dies that's and then you get a new partner and it's fun for a while but then those love chemicals wear off and she's not coming either and then it starts all over again and you see the serial monogamy you see these repeated patterns you see men dating younger and younger and younger women uh, because they're still sexually active and yet they're not satisfied either and then they and so you just see this pattern everywhere so the problem for me was that number one was that, like, now I'm going to tell you all the shitty stuff that happened to me in my lifetime that made me say, this is ridiculous. I have to help people understand how to have great sex. I have to teach them these skills because they were so easy to learn. Once we learned them, we're like, oh my God, why isn't everybody learning this? Let's start a company and teach everybody. But in the very beginning, at seven years old, six or seven years old, maybe, yeah, probably about seven years old. My parents had been divorced. My stepfather started sexually abusing me. He started beating me, beating my mother, abusing us both. Uh, my mother was so trapped in the 60s. There was no way she could get out of the marriage. She couldn't even comprehend that he was sexually abusing me because it would have just been too much for her to handle. So she just pretended it wasn't happening. 
To this day, my mother and her best, best friend still say to me, they still say to me, I'm so sorry. I, we didn't do anything about it. We knew and we couldn't do anything about it. You know, and I'm like, yeah. it's okay. I'm fine. I'm coming through. I'm fine. It's okay. You did the best you could do. I've really learned through all the transgressions that have happened to me that compassion and forgiveness for my transgressors and the people who didn't help me but knew, the only thing you can do is find in your heart the fact that, number one, the people who abuse you are way worse off than you are. You don't want to be them. It's punishment enough to be the horrible person who is the sexual abuser. And you got to move on and love yourself again. So abuse and then becoming sexually active, you know, dealing with all the abuse, dealing with the fear, dealing with the, the thing that, that people who are abused deal with, which is, well, it was kind of a turn on and I knew it was wrong. That's the hard part of it is like your body re responds to sexuality. So then I started becoming sexually active and, <laughs> you know, I've, I've been through everything. The first I've, I've had near misses on date rapes where I've had to shove guys out of my door of my apartment and lock it as fast as pushing against the door to try to lock it so the guy wouldn't rape me, you know, <laughs> and I had a guy after I became sexually active who said, Get I was literally lying in bed after he'd had sex with intercourse with me because I always sex is so much more than intercourse. I like to be specific after he'd had intercourse with me and I'm lying there. Did I have an orgasm? No, right? Women are such people pleasers. We'll just do this in hopes that we get something out of it. And he said, get your clothes on and get out of here. I'm never going to see you again. You're, you suck in bed. Uh, you know, 20 years later, I'm like, I suck in bed. What about you? You know, but at the time it was crushing. For me. Yeah. 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 Um, the first time I had sex, even using birth control, I got pregnant. Mm. I had an abortion. Thank God at the time I could have an abortion where I lived. So it didn't at 19 years old, when I lost my virginity, ruin my life. I went to college. I got a business degree. And I went on to be a very successful Silicon Valley entrepreneur. But had I not been able to put myself through night school while I worked, had I had a baby, it would have completely changed my life. I have a beautiful 25-year-old now. And there were just so many stories of abuse, neglect, trauma. Now, I didn't have a lot of religious repression. My mother was an atheist. My parents were mildly religious. And so I didn't have all of the religious shame that so many people have. I had abuse and trauma, but not religious shame. So that was a positive for me. But I mean, I just got an email. One of the things that I do, I have a very large following because I have a large email newsletter. I have a newsletter where I send out my musings, my sex tips, my ideas, my experiences for transforming having sex into making love. And a woman wrote to me and she said, I really would like, uh, you have changed my marriage. I have been married to my husband for 16 years. We were virgins when we got married. And I am so thankful that I found you because we're having great sex and I know there's more. 
And your programs have videos in them that show explicitly Mm -hmm. techniques and how to do things. And I just can't bring myself to watch it. I know you say it's the antidote to pornography, that it's showing heart-connected, relatable couples doing heart-connected lovemaking. And I still can't look at another person's naked body. And I, I think to myself, my God, I, I never had that problem. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like pornography. I don't recommend it to people. I think that it's a, it's something that's designed for men. It's a, it's a business that makes money. It's designed for men. It's not something that women generally can enjoy pleasure from unless they, they think that's what sex should be. And it's not. And I thought about her and I thought, boy, I'm so glad that I didn't have that piled on top, but so many people do. The number of people who are both traumatized and abused, shamed, and then also have repression um, is, is giant. It's the majority of us. So it was really in understanding that my husband and I loved each other and had too much to lose that we decided to go see a therapist and get some help. And it was quite interesting because the fir- he was cheating on me at the time and I didn't know it. And he said, yes, I'll go to therapy. But he was still sneaking out at lunch lunches from his office and having sex a couple of times a week with another woman. Mm-hmm. And I look back at that. I, I, have you ever heard of Byron Katie? The work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's really terrific. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a Byron Katie coach in, in that time. And I told her my husband cheated on me. And the thing I feel the most is shame. Shame that I've done a terrible job. Shame that I'm bad and bad. Shame that I don't like sex. And the people pleasing so, again. Exactly. Yeah. She said, Oh, sweetie. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to hear, oh, sweetie. You know, it just feels so good to hear that. She said, he didn't do that to you. He did that because he loves you. He did that to cope with the fact that he needs more sex than than you can give him right now. You've got some things to work through, but he did that to stay in the marriage with you and your daughter. And I felt so relieved mark Mm -hmm. it helped me overcome that shame and made me realize that cheating is so little about the other person now abuse and rape are all about power Mm -hmm. but cheating's not cheating's not about power cheating is about coping so much about Mm -hmm. coping so that really helped me get over my upset and be willing to work with a therapist. And then we went to the therapist. And at the time, my husband's girlfriend was telling him, you need to leave her. You need to leave her and you need to marry me because you deserve sex every day. Now, she was only having sex with him for about six months, right? And I don't know if she was lucky enough to be one having orgasms from intercourse, but she had all the new relationship energy. It was easy for her to say. And of course he believed it. So he was saying to our therapist, I need sex every day to stay in this marriage. And she was like, okay, well, let's work on that a little bit. (laughs) Actually, the first therapist we went to said, 
well, you know, sex after a decade, it, it does tend to just diminish. So why, you know, maybe you can just find a way to have a little bit more and both be happy. And he's like, we're never going, we got to the parking lot and he said, we're never going to her again. <laughs> so the second one, when he was demanding sex every day as his like thing that he was going to need to stay in the marriage, he, um, uh, my, that second therapist said, I think you're a sex addict and I want you to go to sex addicts anonymous S A A. He went and he said, I'm not a sex addict. I don't, uh, I don't do, you know, I don't go to a hotel room and watch porn. And then all of a sudden wake up with cocaine spread all over the room and a bill from a hooker, you know, <laughs> like it's just, not so then we realized, okay, here's what's going on. Number one, Susan's not being satisfied. So let's work on technique. Number two, every time we make love, she's disassociating because of the sexual trauma she's gone through. So I had to work on my trauma and we had to work on our technique. It happened so fast, Mark. It was so easy to get back to connection. I'd say maybe 20 times we had sex and my husband, Tim, who I just celebrated my 29th wedding anniversary to, um, he would say, babe, stay with me. Look me in the eyes, come back. Because the minute he would put his penis inside me, I would disappear emotionally. So we were able to begin to get me to stay in connection and cross the gasm chasm. And uh, I started we, we started taking sex workshops and learning how to help me have orgasms and how to stay connected. And that's when having sex began to transform into making love. And I began to have orgasms. I'd love to tell you after the break, some of the basic things we learned that allowed me to have orgasms from intercourse, because I know this is the number one struggle of women and sex. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I love your story. I love the energy that you're bringing to this, the passion, the excitement, and it is, it's such a common story. And I hope you don't see that as minimizing, but there's so many women that have been through some version of sexual assault, right. That have that religious repression that have been oppressed and have their rights taken away. Right. I mean, we sit with the Roe versus Wade thing that just happened, right? Like this is a incredibly common story and I can't wait to share with our listeners um, some of those, both from I'm hearing the trauma perspective and from the mechanical perspective together about how to have more meaningful sex. And like you said, kind of save a relationship, resuscitate a relationship. So we're going to move into our first commercial break here. Um, For those listeners, hang on. This is going to be a roller coaster of an episode. I can't wait to see you on the other side of the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In Mark's work with high performers and business owners, it is becoming increasingly clear to him that their biggest obstacle to success is themselves. They are experts in their field, but are dragged down by their anxiety, poor time management, inability to focus, or self-sabotage. His role is to help you overcome these emotional and organizational issues so that you can truly excel in your business and your personal life. One of the most common hurdles that he sees is perfectionism, a crippling anxiety around performance. 
It's a fear of not being good enough, being publicly embarrassed, or of disappointing others. These fears paralyze brilliant people and bring them to their knees. This course will help you to break free from this mental prison and have more agency in your world. In this online course, we will break down the prison of perfectionism so that you can break out of it. For more information and to sign up, visit mark-azulay.teachable.com. That's mark, M-A-R-C-Azulay, A-Z-O-U-L-A-Y, dot teachable.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to podcast at mark-azulay.com. Now, back to From the Ashes. Welcome back to the show. We're continuing our conversation with Susan Bratton about, you know, what did you learn throughout all this, right? You, you told your story, talked about how the relationship was dying because of really lack of orgasm and just disappointing sex, right? Lack of connection. Talked about the affair, and now you've done this for about 20 years. So what would you say to somebody who is just starting on that journey? What wisdom did you gain during your time? I think there's two things that are coming to my mind immediately. And the first one is that I think it's very, very helpful for the masculine to understand the feminine and the feminine to understand the masculine from a sexual perspective. And I'd love to give your listeners a couple of really important hindsight 2020 bullet points about that. The second thing that I think is very important is that um, you, you can heal any sexuality problem, any kind of abuse, trauma, shame, et cetera. And um, I, did a, I have a, a free gift for your listeners. It's called uh, Rewriting Your Libido Story. It's a little workbook and a video. I give it away for free because though I'm not a therapist, you can't be an intimacy expert and help people fully expand into their sexuality unless you understand how to heal these issues because until you heal, you can't move forward. 
And um, Dr. Keisha Ewers and I did a video um, that's about healing your sexuality by rewriting your libido story so you have a vision and a goal for the kind of sexuality that you want. If you don't know where you're going, you can't get there. And that's at libidobook.com. Uh, so that's a free uh, exercise in a workbook plus a transcript of the video plus the video. And I really like that. So now I want to tell you the difference between the masculine and feminine that I don't think gets enough explanation. And that is that it really comes down, it comes down to bo body dynamics in so much of our sexuality. The thing that the, and most people are in heterosexual monogamous relationships, but if you're listening and you are not in um, a heterosexual relationship, 99% of what I'm about to say still applies to you because you either live in an XX or an XY chromosome body. So you're an XX if you're a woman and you're an XY if you're a man. And even if you're gender non-binary or across the spectrum, I support the rainbow spectrum in full sparkles across the whole thing. So um, just listen with a tuned ear in that way. And that is that there's, there are a couple of competitive advantages that men have sexually. They have some disadvantages too. Women have some advantages, but there's a couple that are fundamental that really screw up the masculine, feminine, heterosexual sexuality situation if you don't know about them. The first one is that guys are testosterone dominant and gals are estrogen dominant. And testosterone is a lucky, lucky little molecule, a, a hormone. And what it does is it makes you horny every day. If you are healthy, you wake up with an erection, you have erections at night, you're horny, you want sex a lot, you're ready to go. Where estrogen, because women are more estrogen dominant, estrogen is actually the molecule of safety. And so this is why women can multitask because we have to keep our eye on a million things to keep ourselves safe because we are the prey. And it's the difference, you know, horses are always a little nervous. That's what women are. We're always a little nervous. We're mares. And we, we, have to, we have a hard time getting into our bodies, out of our heads and into our bodies because of estrogen. It keeps us safe, but it makes it more difficult for us to just drop in. You, you know, there's these classic kinds of things like guys can have sex anytime, anywhere. Well, that's because they don't have so much estrogen. They don't have to worry about set and setting. Also, women are more like, obviously, we have to carry uh, conception Right. So if we we have to carry or abort conception and guys don't have to do that. So that's a concern. We're also much more predisposed to problems from sexually transmitted infections mm -hmm. than men are. Men are like, oh, I'll just wipe off my dick and keep going, you know, and girls are like, oh, my God, now I've got syphilis. What do I do? I mean, it's very difficult. So we just have a lot more things that 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 keep us from completely surrendering to our sexuality. So the trust and the safety issues are very, very important to us. So they keep us slowed down from our turn on. So the second competitive advantage for for the masculine versus the feminine body is that the masculine has the benefit of something called hemodynamics. It even sounds masculine. Hemo means blood, blood dynamics. Men and women have the same amount of erectile tissue. He has it in his penis. We have it in our vulva. His is these, like a banana, imagine a banana, 
he's got a penis and inside there is the fruit and the fruit is this erectile tissue. And the erectile tissue, half of it sticks out of his body and half of it goes in and down toward his testicles. His penis has a buried shaft as well. And that gets hard really fast. I mean, it goes boing and he's, he's hard and erect and ready to go. Her vulva has the same amount of banana fruit, but it's wrapped around her vagina in a certain, it's like a donut around her vagina. She's got three erectile tissue systems. And so does he, he has two corpus cavernosum and one corpus spongiosum. She has a clitoral system, a urethral system and a perineal system that are all erectile tissue. And they're circling the vagina. And they're very slow to get aroused. So, you know, that kind of old adage, the rule of thumb, it takes 20 minutes to get turned on. You should do 20 minutes of foreplay. That 20 minutes is like the bare minimum for her to begin to get blood flowing to her genitals. He's already ready to go. He could already be done and off eating a sandwich mm-hmm. while she's still trying to get turned on. So everything has to be safe. And then she has to get aroused and she has to get her body up the arousal ladder. He doesn't have an arousal ladder. There's one rung on his arousal ladder. Not really. I'm oversimplifying it. And men have delicate hearts and delicate souls and they want heart connection just like women do. I am not belittling men. All I'm saying is that 99.9% of the time, couples are thinking that what sex is, is what I call grab a boob and stick it in. Right. It's just like not enough foreplay, not enough kissing, not enough full body touch, not enough comforting. Arousal begins in relaxation. Um, There are some women who are wired to like fight and have sex, but 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 really that's a that's just the pathway they're using for arousal is is fight is, you know, getting getting going, getting their, you know, their sympathetic nervous system all jacked up. But they would do much better and have better orgasms if they would slow down and drop in and relax and surrender and feel comfortable and have pleasure. So once a guy really under, I had a guy write to me just recently, Mark, he says, hey, I tried that sex technique and oh my God, my girlfriend had the most incredibly intense orgasms of her life. And I said, oh, which one did you use? Because I've literally written hundreds of of sex techniques. And he said, I slowed down. And I was like, well, that's technically not a sex technique. That was just some good advice for granny. But good for you. It was like he finally slowed down. She had some great orgasms, right? (laughs) Because guys want to rush it because they're way ahead of us. So I always tell guys, when you're getting turned on, turn around and come back and get us. We're way behind you. Spend all your time getting us turned on. Use my bullseye touch technique. Start from the outside and work your way in. Stroke our hair, kiss our cheeks, rub our arms, touch our, hold our, squeeze our hands, rub our feet, rub our thighs, rub our buns, rub our back, rub our belly. Don't touch our breasts and grab our crotch. That's like how to turn us off. So I think those are the most important things to understand are essentially the arousal strategies. And it's very important to understand anatomy 
women's anatomy and where all the parts are and how they like to be touched. I think the most important thing is to understand where all her erectile tissue is and how to touch it and stimulate it in the right way. And I wanna give you another, another kind of free gift that I created with one of my mentors, Sherry Winston, who wrote a book called Women's Anatomy of Arousal. One of the very best books I've ever read. If you wanna read a, a really great book, this is it. I, she and I do a video dialogue and you also get a PDF of the video dialogue, um, downloadable so you can read it or watch it. And it's at arousalsecrets.com. And it's about the difference between a woman's libido, which is her health, her desire, which is her, how she feels about herself. Does she feel sexy? How she feels about you? Does she, does she want you? Are you wantable by her? And then her arousal, which is this ladder that she must climb, which you can help her with as a man or as a partner to get her turned on to the point where when you finally enter her, she's gonna have fantastic orgasms because she's totally turned on. She's completely engorged, which means erect, filled with blood. She needs a clitoral erection, if you will. Mm -hmm. And she's gonna be able to cross the gasm chasm from intercourse. And then I, I wanna give you one more thing as well. At the end of the show, which I, I want to talk about after the, the next break. That is literally my number one intercourse, penis and vagina, penetrative sex, absolutely will work sex position technique to get a woman to have an orgasm or multiple orgasms from intercourse without even touching her clitoris at all, the tip of her clitoris at all, just being able to make love and have orgasms together. And I want to describe that in some detail and tell it to you here on the show and then give you the link to download it so that you can read it again and make sure you're really clear, read it together with your partner and then try it because I, I would say that it's probably, I would say, Mark, it's probably the thing that people write back to me the most about and say, oh, I did that when we got to four, she came and it was the first time she ever came from intercourse. Yeah, and it's I'm, like the silver really bullet. Am, it's the silver bullet. And, I'm, and, I, and I really try to solve the problem that needs to be solved. And in heterosexual monogamous relationships, the sex problem that needs to be solved is that she needs to come when you, when you come as a guy. She mm -hmm. needs to also come. And not at the same time. You don't have to have mutual simultaneous orgasms. Those are nice. But you can actually come the whole time you're making love. You can have orgasm after orgasm after orgasm. You can just be in an orgasmic state the whole time mm -hmm. and feel like you're coming the entire time you're having sex. These are just the learned skills of sex. I can't believe nobody teaches these in, our, in some way we should be teaching our children mm -hmm. these things. But what I have learned is that we cannot depend on our parents to teach us about sex. Because at the time that we need to learn the most about actual technique, we're probably in the 15 to 18 year old range, maybe as low as 13 and as late as our 20s. But that 15 to 18 range, the high school time, is when we should be taught how, literally how to have sex. 
not how to procreate because procreation is just a penis and a vagina. It's going to happen. You're going to have a baby. That's easy. That's easy to figure out. Nobody needs any education about that, but it's about actual sexual techniques, what to touch, how to touch it, where to rub, what, in what order, what feels good. Um, one of the programs I was talking about earlier, my steamy sex ed video collection, where the woman wrote to me and she said, um, you know, I, I'm afraid to look at naked bodies. I just don't, I just don't know that I can do it. I feel so bad for her. I'm going to reply to her and I'm going to talk her into doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to say, Oh, it's okay. You know, you can learn other ways. No, there is nothing wrong with the human body. It's overcoming shame. Yes, yeah, it's your job to overcome that yeah. shame and to work through those issues. And people are beautiful and all bodies are beautiful and, you know, all of those things. So our parents' job was not to teach us how to have sex. And so many people hold this like hidden victimhood and anger toward their parents. My parents never taught me anything. It's like, dude, nobody's did because it's not their job. You are at 15 to 18 going through your individuation phase where everything your parents do annoys the crap out of you. And that's just how it works, right? You're, you are starting to separate from the tribe and you have to teach yourself how to have sex and you need to find somebody you trust and you need to learn these skills and they will pay off for a lifetime. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's a really empowering message. And I see that so many work with some adolescents and they have that resentment, understandably. There's like a biological correlate to that as well. But it is something where the information is out there, it's accessible in a way that it's never been before through things like YouTube, through things like your courses and programs, books. I mean, it is something that is really out there and can be incredibly empowering for people. Um, So we're going to move to our final commercial break here. Uh, When we come back, we're going to definitely hear about that silver bullet sex position. I have also some questions about um, male sexual dysfunction, um, the other side of the coin. And I'm sure you have tons of tips and trips and resources for people uh, that they can look up on their, you know, on their own time. So thank you so much listeners for tuning in and we'll catch you on the other side of the break with that silver bullet, powerful sex position. Keep me interested. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. In Mark's work with high performers and business owners, it is becoming increasingly clear to him that their biggest obstacle to success is themselves. They are experts in their field, but are dragged down by their anxiety, poor time management, inability to focus, or self-sabotage. His role is to help you overcome these emotional and organizational issues so that you can truly excel in your business and your personal life. One of the most common hurdles that he sees is perfectionism, a crippling anxiety around performance. It's a fear of not being good enough, being publicly embarrassed, or of disappointing others. These fears paralyze brilliant people and bring them to their knees. This course will help you to break free from this mental prison and have more agency in your world. In this online course, we will break down the prison of perfectionism so that you can break out of it. For more information and to sign up, visit mark-azulay.teachable.com. That's mark, M-A-R-C-Azulay, A-Z-O-U-L-A-Y, .teachable.com. 
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay. To reach the show today, please call one 888 346-9141 That's 1-888-346-9141 Or send an email to podcast at mark-azoulay.com Now, back to From the Ashes Welcome back to the show. Susan, I want to dive right in. You've talked a lot about women not being able to come, which I think is probably the most common issue, like you said, that drives marriages apart. I want to spend some time talking about male sexual dysfunction because that is another really taboo area, right? Yeah. Talk about, you know, premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction. I know that my generation, the millennial generation, has historically the lowest testosterone by almost a I factor know. of 10 of any it's other generation. Horrible. I know. Yeah. So there's, there's a male sexuality crisis that is emerging um, with the yeah. younger generation. So I'm just curious your, your thoughts on that, um, what you've seen in your, you know, in your work or any tips or tricks for, for the other side. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so first of all, you have come to the right place because I am a dick expert. <laughs> <laughs> there you, go. Uh, you can't have good sex if the equipment doesn't work. So the foundation of my education and uh, information that I provide for people is uh, sex techniques, bedroom communication skills, and sexual health and vitality. And it's funny, I just, um, I just had a super hot weekend of super hot sex. Uh, to the point where I, I kind of hurt my vagina <laughs> and I went to the gynecologist and I'm just like, check everything out and make sure it's just abrasion. And you know, is it all good? And she, she looked at me and she said, yeah, I see thousands of vaginas, vulvas. And, um, I have, I've never seen a healthier vulva in, in all of my days, I, your vulva looks like a 20 year old. It's pink and beautiful yeah. and lush and rich and gorgeous. And you have some abrasion and maybe a tiny little bit of yeast that might be exacerbating it. So I, I'm taking a um, over-the-counter supplement antifungal. I don't like to take the pharmaceutical things. And so what I believe is that, and my husband's penis is unbelievable. It's bigger, harder, firmer. It works better at 57 or he's 58 now than it worked when I met him at 26. I mean, he's just continued to increase his erectile um, functions, if you will. So there's something called sexual biohacking and sexual biohacking is a series of things that you can do to keep your penis in very, very good shape. So it keeps getting better and better over time. You can do the same thing with a vagina and it's basically a couple of things. The first is you have to stop eating anything out of plastics. You have to stop eating packaged and convenience foods and eat whole foods. You need to eat live, fresh, whole foods because of the glyphosates and the BPAs and other plasticizers in all the food, uh, both in the food and the packaging are what are lowering your testosterone. You have to do high intensity interval training. So you have to work really, really hard and lift heavy, heavy weight 
and build your strength and build your cardiovascular function and then give your body a rest and then do it again and give your body a rest and do it again. Um, that's what'll also help with hormones. The other thing that's very important is that your gut microbiome has to be super good. You have to be pooing really well and you have to have low stress and great sleep because you need to make all the hormones and not only make them, but make them available to your body, not just bound, but free. So those are very important things. And then as you age and get over 40 or 50, consider hormone replacement therapy. So you, if you get down below three or 400 in your testosterone, you want to be able to get that up to 500, 800, 1,000, even 1,200, some guys just feel good with testosterone levels that high. And as you age, you're no longer going to be able to make that testosterone. So you might as well top your system up. Same with women with regard to estrogen and testosterone and progesterone, you can use bioidentical hormone replacement therapy to replace things your body can no longer make to keep you young. The other important piece is blood flow. Taking, if you're over 40, taking a nitric oxide supplement. That's why I have a supplement business. I make an organic nitric oxide supplement. It's called Flow. I'll give you a link. Buyflownow.com is where you can get it the cheapest with the cheapest shipping, the cheapest rate. B-U-Y-F-L-O-W-N-O-W, Buyflownow. Um, because so many of the nitric oxide products have tons of glyphosates in them and pesticides. It's unbelievable how shitty some supplements are. Getting the blood flowing back to your pelvis, both for the masculine and feminine, is what keeps the tissue healthy and engorges and gets thick and hard and nice and plump and juicy. So those are some basics. And then with regard to the issues that men run into, there's erectile dysfunction, which is most often uh, plaque, arterial plaque and low testosterone. It's the combination of those two things. Uh, and for that, you want to take Gaines wave treatments, which are an acoustic wave technology that they put on your penis and it knocks the plaque off and it stimulates new vascularization, your blood supply, as well as new tissue growth and new nerve growth. Because for many men, they have sensation loss, delayed ejaculation, difficulty achieving climax as they age. They can't quite get there and they wear their wives out. So that's very important. You can also use something called the Phoenix Black uh, at home if you're not near a Gainswave provider. And the single, this is like the best trick of the whole, besides the technique, my, what, you, what you called my silver bullet sex position <laughs> that I'm gonna give you at the end of the show. So make sure you leave me some time for that. Uh, the best thing I can tell you for men is a penis pump. Uh, there, I wrote a book called The Pump Guide. It's at pumpingguide.com. It's free. You can download it. It tells you why penis pumps work, how they work, how to do a penis pumping routine. And what it basically does is it reverses atrophy, increases blood carrying capacity, and it, you can even use it for penis enlargement, both girth as well as length. And I explain exactly how it works and why the Whopper is the pump I recommend. I've looked at them all. And there's a number of very specific reasons why this pump is the one I chose. So um, a pump is like, literally, if you have no money, you have nothing. This is the only thing you can do is get the Whopper and use the Whopper religiously. And it will reverse ED and keep give you what I like to call a banging boner. <laughs> so... 
I think that's most important. And then for premature ejaculation, 95% of that is anxiety. 5% are physical issues. For the physical issues, look into Botox in the glands of your penis for disrupting the nerve signal so that the sensation doesn't create premature ejaculation. For the 95% of you, you should always start here, chronic stress uh, and anxiety, worrying about something, worrying about coming too fast, remembering you came too fast, not staying in the present moment is is what, what creates the problem with poor masturbatory practices, practices that accelerate your ejaculation rather than help you last longer. And if you go to gethardbook.com, I give you three techniques for lasting longer, um, as well as explaining to you essentially how to reverse the masturbatory thing you're doing that's making you come too fast. Mm. So there's, that's the three big ones, ED, PE, and for, you know, pr- pr- premature ejaculation or performance anxiety, right? And delayed ejaculation. That's what guys struggle with the most. Um, so I, how was that? Was that helpful? <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that was a tons of great resources. Like really, really direct advice, which I think is fantastic. Um, yeah, so everything let's just, is remediable, remediable. Yeah, Let's move right into that silver bullet sex position because we're coming towards the end of the show here. Okay. How much time do I have left? Uh, I'd say about like five minutes or so. Okay, great. Easy. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So we talked about the biggest issue is that women don't come from intercourse. And so how long are they going to want to keep being a masturbatory sock for their male body partner? Turns out some women can make it almost 11 years. (laughs) and. so guys really, really, really want their women to come from, from intercourse. And I mean, they're happy to go down on them or let them use their vibrators or whatever. But I think generally people feel like they're failing when they're both not having a good orgasm from intercourse. And one orgasm from intercourse is just the very tip of the iceberg. You can, as I said earlier, come the whole time. It feels so good. You're just coming the whole time, both of you, because all bodies all homo sapiens have the ability to have full body orgasms without ejaculation or without wearing themselves out and just keep going and going and going till you just have to get a drink of water or you have to take a break or what have you. So it's all learned skill. And the technique that I'm going to give you now is called thrust in time. And of course, it's like just in time, but it's thrust in time. And thrust in time, it's at thrustintime.com. And it's essentially the solution for her coming from intercourse and him not coming too fast. So the number one issue that guys deal with, one in four men considers himself a premature ejaculator. And many, many men would rather have longer stamina. And most women struggle to have an orgasm from intercourse. And they want to come during intercourse without having to get the vibrator out or what have you. So thrust in time is uh, essentially, and it's free, my free ebook. And it's, and it's really an ancient Taoist practice that I upgraded for the 21st century man and woman. And it uses a 10 count stroke technique. There are two strokes in this technique. The first stroke is a shallow, smooth, 
short stroke. The second stroke is a long, deep, smooth stroke. None of this is pounding and none of this is fast. This is all slow and smooth with, and there are some things in the book where I teach you how to drop your pelvis in a certain way that relaxes your urge to ejaculate. And what happens is it toggles the nervous system. When you stroke a woman with shallow strokes and long strokes alternating, and I'll give you the pattern in just a second, it essentially gives her body this thing where she gets a little of what she wants and then you take it away a little and she reaches toward it and then you give it to her, but you don't give her quite enough. And then you make her reach again and again and again until pretty soon you give her what she needs and she just comes. And it's a, it's a 10 count. So you start with nine short strokes, one long. Eight short strokes, two long. Seven short strokes, three long. Six short strokes, four long, like that. And you're doing it in a way that finally, when you do about four or five of those long, slow, deep strokes, she has her first orgasm from intercourse. That is great. I'm going to say, I'm going to try that tonight. Do, please do. That's a fantastic one. Um, So we do have to download it and both read it, and then you'll know what you're going for. Yep. We do have to wrap up here, but uh, as we're ending, Susan, where can people find you online? You give a ton of great, I love how all your things have unique <laughs> URLs. That's really, really smart. Um, but yeah, where can people find you if they want to go to the hub of, of Susan? The hub of Susan would be Instagram at Susan Bratton, or it would be betterlover.com for all my free videos, hundreds of them searchable, or personallifemedia.com for all of my thousands of articles, all searchable. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I think you you gave a lot of value to our listeners. So listeners, if you enjoyed the show, give us a five-star review, share it with someone you think might benefit, who is having an unfulfilling sex life, spread the news. There's a lot of people out there that could benefit from this episode. Like all your friends. Like all my friends. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for, for joining us and we'll see you next week, another episode of From the Ashes. Thank you for joining host Mark Azoulay on From the Ashes. Be sure to tune in again live next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Meet triumph and defeat and treat those two imposters the same.